With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. You must have forgotten my voice by now. It's been two weeks too long. We got Wade, Tyler, and he's back from the dead. We have Jacob on the show. Full house tonight. How's everybody doing? Doing good. good. To be back as a as a foursome, you know. It's uh, good to see everybody correspond to the introduction. You know, when they say. Chet, Wade, Jacob, and Tyler. We got them all here. So, Yeah, the, the two of y'all, it's been, as Tyler said it, and I will steal two chefs in the kitchen the past two weeks, bringing a weekly plate of sports. I heard that, Tyler. You you got it from a job out here. That was a pretty good intro you had going on. Yeah, you so, could say, uh, yeah, the folks uh, definitely uh, are familiar with my uh, voice, uh, but definitely happy to have Jacob back on the show here. He's been busy with work and school. Now it's finally over. He's a graduated man. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations the championship Jacob. winner. I forgot to mention last week, but I'm not going to forget to mention anymore. Congratulations, Jacob. Yes, state, state championship winner, college graduate. Jacob, how does it feel? You're a free man. Uh, it feels weird. Um Today I'm like sitting at home and I'm like I, I need to be doing something and I just wasn't doing anything uh, for once in my life. It's kind of get a job. Where, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get a job. Uh, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's what's going on right now. But no, it's uh, life uh, slowed down a lot lately. Um, so I'm glad to be back on the show with you guys. I've missed it. Uh, and ready to talk some sports. You've been playing too much golf. Is what it sounds like. Uh, really, I haven't been able to play. I actually thought about going out today, and about the time I spoke it into existence, uh, it started pouring down rain. So, um, yeah, that wasn't good. But apparently, it only rained at my house and nowhere else in the city of Gulfport. So, I probably should have went and played golf today, but I didn't. So, well, that's oh, okay because well. I was also planning on going, and I was like, oh, 3 30, I could bust about 20 minutes more of work, maybe go hit a few balls on the range. About 10 minutes later, I look out my window and it's dark and thunder starts clapping. The lights start flickering. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get an afternoon round in, but didn't work out how I wanted it to. Um, we mentioned uh, the state championship. You led your boys to, to a, uh, I almost said national championship, but yeah, we'll call it a national championship. How'd, how'd they fare? No, no, no. You can't say national championship yet. Um, no, they did well in state. It was uh, a lot of hard work. I, I didn't even play golf those two days, and I went home and took about an eight-hour nap because I was just mentally exhausted. 
locked uh, in dealing with craziness yeah i felt locked in i was like i i need to be playing and it's one of those things coaching where it's like i want to go out there and play but i can't because i'm I'm coaching but no i i find i find a lot of enjoyment coaching um it's different it's a different feel um but yeah their success is is it's on them and and how the boys have taken advantage of you know what they've had this season to do it and it's practice monday through friday and it's it's about a four-hour practice every day and it's a lot but um no they they really they did a great job and uh happy that they won state and we're hoping uh to get an invite for nationals here oh uh, really soon yeah to go nationals to frisco texas over Kind of over by me, yeah. Little little north of you, so it's well, a brand new place. It's only been open for like ten days, eleven days. Oh my god! Uh, hey. Brand new PGA of America Resort, yeah. Oh yeah, they did just open up a new office. You know, I was I was bored the other day, and I was I googled PGA headquarters, uh, new out of college opening jobs, and I found a few. So maybe I'll have a career change in a little while. Probably <laughs> not. Fresh college graduate with a degree in sports, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it going. I've got a PJ hat on. If you're listening, Jay Monahan, I'd love to come work for you. Um, but I'm looking, I'm looking at the screen, and we have the two red wearing shirts on one side and two sports scramble shirts on the other. I think this is the the new teams for the whack. I think next time we play, it should be Jacob cut. Wade versus Tyler and, and myself. <laughs> Switch it up since All right. Wade and I can't beat y'all. Uh, speaking of the whack, I was smiling when you were talking about the St. Patrick's team. You think the four of us could beat them in a scramble? No. No. Okay, the four of us beat one, beat, uh, the best player on the team in a scramble. Us four. Potentially. Potentially. Play in their own it, depends, it depends on where we play, too. If we play um, here at my home course, I think we can do it. I know all the, the secret spots. Yeah, all the secret spots. Yeah. Oh, but now we, we might have to make that happen. I don't know how it would look. Four grown men beat a high school golf player, but I don't know. They might get some, some views on YouTube. That's uh, <laughs> clickbait on YouTube. Yeah. Media clickbait on you. Before we get shut down uh, for talking about that, uh, don't if you're FBI if you're listening, don't just we're not we're not bad people. All right, all right. Um, let's get into the NBA playoffs. Talk about grown men beating up on other people. We had uh, I guess you could call it the semifinals wrap up here um, with the Lakers taking down the Warriors. I don't remember who the Nuggets beat. Didn't they sweep them? No, I think it was like five, six. What was it like six games? They beat, so they no, they beat the Suns. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah, and Monty Williams was fired because of it. Uh, which we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so we got the Lakers taking on the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals starting off tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night, for those who are wondering. Um, and then we've got the Celtics taking on the Heat. The Eastern Conference Finals rivalry just reborn. Um, 76ers didn't stand a chance. And the Heat, to be honest with you, I can't remember who they played either because they ran through them too. Jimmy Butler put the, the city on his back. Yeah, the Knicks. Uh, I thought Jalen Brunson had a chance in that last game, but didn't work out. Uh, Futch, who are you picking between Lakers and Nuggets to make it out of the series? Um, the Western Conference is very interesting to me. Um, I think this is where you're going to see really close games. Only issue with me is regarding the Lakers is 
that if Anthony Davis comes off the floor, they lose size immediately. Uh, same thing goes for the Nuggets, though. I mean, if Jokic comes off the floor, they really don't have size. They have DeAndre Jordan, but he's just there for his veteran status and is not touching the floor in the playoffs. That's been pretty apparent. It's basically so Tristan this- Thompson. Yeah, and, and it's unless they're up by fifty. Yeah, he's not. He's not going in. Um, I think the difference is in the middle. I think Jokic is probably the most consistent player in the NBA uh, all season and right now. Uh, and, and now that they have Jamal Murray back, they're a weapon inside and outside. So Tyler's boys I, with Jamal Murray. Don't be talking smack yeah. on them. So I think that the Nuggets are going to win in five. I, I think they'll give one up to the Lakers, but I think this is the time that L.A. finally loses uh, a game at home in the postseason. Okay. The Nuggets in five. Wade, what's your thoughts on the uh, on the Western Conference Finals? You I think, think LeBron gets are, it done? They're critically underrated. I mean, like, nobody believes in this team or Yochik, and uh, I think it's going to be Nuggets in six. Okay, Nuggets in six. TT? I feel like everybody's yeah, everybody's picking the Nuggets. ESPN's all everybody's picking the Nuggets, but not this guy. I'm going Lakers. I think that their run continues good. The LeBron you know, Homer? What? The yeah, the LeBron and he, AD's his favorite player. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can say that. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think that the momentum has shifted towards uh, the Lakers side. You know, in the middle of the season, we wouldn't have thought that this Lakers team wouldn't have made it this far. I know that. The Nuggets, we know that their star power of Jokic in the middle, Jamal Murray as well. He's starting to play good as well. But I just have to—I have a feeling that LeBron is not even close to being done. I think he gets one more crack at it. I think that the Lakers uh, win this series in seven. I think this is going to be a grinded-out series. I think that the Lakers have to take their home court advantage when they have a shot. I pretty much have to sweep their home court. So even have a shot in this one. So I think the Lakers get them in seven. I'm going to go with the lone one because everybody's picking the Nuggets. And every, whenever that happens, the upset happens. So I'm going to go for another upset here. I think the Lakers get it done. I agree with you. I'm going LeBron and AD, but only if AD can stay healthy. I mean, y'all saw him get taken out of the game last week. He got <laughs> a, a real chair on the side <laughs> of the face. They had to come wheel him off the court. Then he, then he, they did the whole he might have suffered a concussion. It's like, okay, I understand. And then you see him, he's cleared, and he's walking out of the tunnel after the game, and he's, like, wobbling and woozy. And it's like, dude, your leg, his legacy, in my opinion, is, is tainted because he can't stay on the court. He has never played 25 straight games in his entire NBA career. He's played 24 and 23, but he's never played 25. That, to me, is just insane. I mean – when he's on the court, I think he's one of the best players in basketball. He was on the court, probably best player in the series against the, uh, the Warriors. And you're talking, you got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, LeBron James, AD. I mean, you could throw Draymond Green up there. But dude, if he's not healthy, I don't think a near 40-year-old LeBron can, can do it by himself. But if he stays healthy, I'm picking the Lakers to take down the Nuggets. Go over on the Eastern side. Um we got the Heat taking on the Celtics. You know, you look at this and you think back to the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett days, and LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Uh, different teams, different teams, but the Heat definitely got a superstar in Jimmy Butler who's just been carrying them. And the Celtics, you got Jason Tatum um, and Brown. It's dynamic duo on the on the court. 
So, Wade, we'll start with you. Who you got, Celtics or Heat? Uh, I got to ride the momentum. I'm going to go with the Heat on this side uh, so that we don't have the Celtics back in the championship. I was very high on the Celtics going into the postseason, and they haven't really done anything to take that away from um, themselves. But I just like what Jimmy Butler is doing. I think he'll ultimately, well, I guess they would have to get there and win it. But to me, he's shaping up to be the finals MVP. Okay, I like it. I like it. Tyler, what you got? Interesting stat, too. Uh, we saw these same four teams uh, in the bubble back in yes. Disney World. These are the so Mickey that... Mouse teams. Yeah, see, they can do it in the yeah, real world, too. We're yeah, still waiting exactly. on the Dodgers yes, to do it with these NBA teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody's like leaving to go to a strip club. I think they're all locked in this time. So <laughs> That is true. Uh, but I think that this is going to be a lot of offensive firepower. Both teams are are playing hot right now, but I think we're going to get an old fashioned rivalry in the finals. Lakers Celtics, you know, remember the Kobe days, the the big three, the Celtics had, I just think that this is going to go another game seven as well. I think that this is going to be two grinded out series. Jimmy Butler on one side, you got Tatum who just put drop 50 on the Sixers ending their run once again. Uh, so I think that the Celtics uh, have uh, unfinished business uh, from losing in last year's final. And I think that, if I have an early pick, I'm going to go with the Celtics and, and win it and all. Okay. Butch, what you think? Uh, I'm going to take the boys from Beantown. I think the Celtics are definitely um, – I think they're the strongest team in the league right now, arguably. Ooh, and I think statement. they have been all season long. I just yeah, think not- that they had they had little down – like little down you know, spells of injuries and not being able to play. Jalen Brown goes down with the orbital bone fracture. Uh, Jason Tatum was battling some leg problems, but now they're back fully healthy. Uh, you have a veteran at Al Horford that's shooting the best in his career. Dude, uh, right if he's now. open in the corner, just give it to him. He ain't yeah, missing. I mean, just, just give he it to calls him. His, he calls his own shot if he's over there in the corner. And I, I think the Celtics are the most all-around uh, grit competitive team in the league right now. I think that they can take care of Miami pretty quickly. If they win the first two at home, which they're virtually unbeatable at home, unless you know somebody goes off for 50, they, uh, they ultimately could win this game in five. I think I'm going to take them in six though. I think Miami can probably win two games at home. I don't think they'll win on the road at all, but uh, I have, the Celtics in six. Jason Tatum is that guy right now in the NBA, and he's definitely given the. He put up what fifty one last night. Yeah, fifty one. Yeah, fifty one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean twenty had twenty. It was twenty five at the half, you know, and basically the same in the second half. Uh, I just think that they have the one two combo there with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown that nobody else has in the NBA. Like. I think that's what Brooklyn wanted when they had Harden and Irving in the backcourt, and that's what mm-hmm. they wanted really bad. They just the problem is is they didn't mesh together because they were two superstars, you know, and they wanted their stats and their light as much as they'll tell you that you know they didn't or their buddies or whatever. I don't even know if they talk anymore. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are arguably two guys like best as friends. of two years ago. Yeah, as of two years ago, they were just role players in the NBA. Now, now they're running they're, they're running the Eastern Conference. So big props to the Celtics. I think I've got them in six games going to the finals. I agree with you. I'm going Lakers-Celtics. I was thinking Heat, 
But uh, I'm a huge Tyler Hero fan, and I don't think they're going to give him back this conference or this uh, series. I was hoping that Jimmy B would get a little bit of help, uh, but he, he's got if he wants it, he's got to be like Joey B. He's got to do it himself. So, uh, but Jimmy Butler, I mean, started the season with with the big cornrows, and now he's got the the nice fade. Dude, the man is jacked. He's insane. Uh, I think basketball players might be some of the like best athletes in the world. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, we can get, I mean, we can get into that later. But just the athleticism that that, that they show on the court is crazy. So I'm going, I'm going uh, Celtics to do this one. Uh, Tyler, like you said, I'm going old rivalry for the finals, Lakers Celtics. Um, but we'll get to we'll get to our finals picks after this series wraps up. But there's there's one thing that that caught my eye before the show. Um, and Wade, I want you to read the headline that you saw on, on Twitter regarding Steve Kerr. Yeah, well, this shows how much I'm in tune with the NBA ins and outs. Uh, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw what looked to be a reputable reporter from the Bay Area say that the Warriors were departing uh, ways with Steve Kerr. You know, he got them a couple championships. Yeah, I just thought, hey, it's a new era in the in the San Fran area um, and didn't think anything about it, maybe even sent it to you guys. And since then, that account has switched its name to Mega Hater 420 <laughs> and has a pretty explicit uh, user profile picture. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I was uh, duped on that one and that uh, I fell victim to a scam. So Steve Kerr, you are still the coach of the Golden State Warriors. Like Mara, you are still the coach. <laughs> Monty Williams, you're looking for a job. And that yes. one we know is confirmed. Yes, that one is definitely confirmed. I don't think uh, Hater, Skater, whatever his name was, Duke, <laughs> right, uh, a Woj bomb. Uh, hater, I, Skater. Yeah, but I uh, appreciate you owning up to that one, Wade. When you said it before the show, it's like, excuse me, I, what? Steve Kerr is fired? I was like, there's no way. I mean, you don't fire Nick Saban after he loses a national championship. See, um, it's the issue with the uh, the blue check program. You know, anybody yeah. can buy the blue check, get a rise out of people for for a couple exactly. days until they get detected and they change their name back to their typical profile. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty good prank. Uh, definitely yeah. got me and some others on that one. I did see that Draymond Green asked Steve Kerr uh, – this is before the playoffs uh, – he asked if he could skip the Warriors' last game of the season to go watch LeBron try to break the points record. And Steve Kerr looked at him and said, dude, are you serious? And told him no. <laughs> so, um, but Draymond was defending them against Jordan Poole, allegedly. So we'll see about there. Um, other NBA news, Ja Wick is back for his second movie, Strikes Again. Um, shout out to his friend trying to to stop the Instagram live video real quick and and not show the gun but of course NBA dumb boy as Wade said before the show young boy whatever you want to call him uh he's back he's got his guns out he's dancing he's having a good time and he's suspended from team activities and it, the uh the rumors are he's possibly facing a pretty lengthy suspension to start the season um, one time, yeah, it's a mistake. He's he's got some growing up issues. Two times, man, it's uh the questions are starting to be uh, uh to arise out of Memphis. Jacob, what's your take on this? Your Grizzlies, their star is uh, looking a little scary out there. Well, 
I think it goes far beyond him, and I think it goes to uh, the organization as a whole. You really have to take a deep dive and know who the Grizzlies are inside and out from the very top down. And their owner is a young guy. He's the youngest owner in the league and definitely has some learning to do, but has done a really good job uh, with coaching staff, getting the right people in there and making the most of, of what you have. It being a small market team in the NBA. Um, I don't want to cover up for, job because yes it is a mistake and he's already made it one time says he was gonna learn from a mistake and it happens again only other my only other thought is is that how often does this really happen with the guys throughout the nba um you know and i mean how many guys are total in the nba over 400 guys i yeah. would say so you know it really is interesting to think that nobody else would have this happen. Do I think it's right that he put on Instagram live? I don't think it's right. I, I just don't think that's the place to do that. Uh, but well, in his defense, business, his, his friend was filming him, but uh, sure. the, that controls you. Know, that's on the his, thing. You got what you doing exposing your boy? You you know he's already got an issue. Yeah, like I I just you know it happens every day, and the thing about it is is if that's what he wants to do go ahead and let him do it i i'm not saying it's right i'm not condoning I mean, it. maybe he's just protecting himself he is in Memphis. my thing like, is is that legally no, he's he back can in carry south carolina it. my well, thing is hey it might be kind of sketchy in south carolina wade you're the one from oh, yeah greenville let me tell you <laughs> but legally he can carry it yeah i mean he, he has all the legal rights to do it um, I don't know if there's anything in the NBA contract that states that you can't carry a gun on you or whatever, because I'm pretty sure three quarters of the league would probably violate that. But I, it's just one of those things where it's like they're thinking too much about it in making stories out of out of this in the off season, and the league wants to get involved any way they can and to push everything forward, and, and they just yeah. want to be a part of, of of random shit. Excuse my French, but it. it now we got to bark it as explicit. But but <laughs> they they just have to really just do their job. As like, this isn't a part of really their job. If somebody posted on there, okay, whoop-dee-doo. But there's been stuff around John Morant the entire time he's been at Memphis since the day he walked through the door. There's been problems, supposedly, and everything has come back to media and the portrayal of certain things, uh, you know, after – supposedly he was playing a pickup game with some kid and then the kid yep, said he yep. punched him in the face, which Ja went back and sued him because it was a false claim. And there's just, there's things where it's just like people are going to do anything they can for money or fame or whatever it may be. And in John Morant's case, he's a high profile athlete in a small city. And yes, he's going to get a lot of attention. I mean, when I lived in Memphis, the Grizzlies were nothing. I mean, the Grizzlies were not the team that they are now that are making the playoffs consistently. Uh, so the team has made a complete 180. Uh, do I think that he needs to be suspended for a year, like some people are suggesting? No. No, not at all. Are you serious? For an entire season? No. Uh, and I saw something today, a report that was like, oh, people think that you know he could be suspended for an entire season. I, that would never happen. Um, 
I, I don't think he's going to serve a suspension at all, to be honest with you. And I think he'll be right back there when we start back up next season. I agree with you. Um, here's So, uh, I mean, I'm all for your Second Amendment rights. He's, it's legally allowed to carry a gun. You know, do what you want. Uh, if he thinks he needs it to be safe, go for it. The, they just got, like, the, as a team, like, somebody's got to pull inside and be like, look, bro, delete your social media. Like, and they did figure and out who you're. Does. He goes back and does it again. Yeah, it's like figure out they gotta like you know hang out that. with some different people, like do something because the guy is so talented. He can't ruin his. I mean, ruin his career over something as dumb as this. Like, but yeah, think you a, probably think about sh- it. Think about it like this: all those other teams out there, if that was to happen with one of their young stars, let's take some other team for example. Let's take the Lakers for example. If that was, instead of John Morant, let's say that was uh, Austin Reeves and something like that had happened, you know that LeBron would be on his case about it. Exactly. Oh, for sure. That said, thing is, cut the it Memphis out doesn't have anybody. They don't have it. Yeah. I mean, they have their their most veteran guy is Steven Adams, and he's, what, 30? So I, it's just Steven, Mavis, Steven Adams is probably toting AKs on his back walking through the <laughs> Dude, streets of guy, Memphis. Aquaman, that guy is insane. yeah, exactly. He's got a Poseidon like, with him, or a, not a Poseidon. What, what's the little pitchfork pokey thing that Poseidon a carries? A, tri- uh, a Triton. A Triton. There you go. He's walking around with a Triton, trying to defend himself. So I, I totally agree with you there. They need like a veteran presence. Like the coaches can pull him aside, mentors of the NBA. But like, if it's your teammate, I think that that goes a. Maybe it should have been Dylan Brooks, but he's not even on the team anymore. So. Um, but we won't spend too much time on Ja Wick. Uh, but he's gotta get he's gotta get it straightened out. Tyler Wade, you got anything to add to John Morant? I just if I wouldn't want to be his teammate and I wouldn't want to be his coach because he just doesn't listen to anybody. And it's not whether it's illegal or or not. I mean, if they say, Hey, you can't have grape lollipops, you can't have grape lollipops. Yeah, like it's, it it's a public image thing. You're not really practicing your second amendment right because True. you're harming those in the car with you waving it around when nobody's robbing you. So yeah, there's really just no excuse other than, Hey, if you want to be, if that's what you want to be portrayed as, then then do it. But then you can't turn around and gripe that you didn't make the all-star team. So you can't get your super max contract because you didn't put yourself in the position to get it like the other guys did. So he just doesn't have anybody in his corner that is fighting for him and he's not fighting for himself. So talent will keep him around, but Ultimately, nobody's going to invest uh, in his next contract. Yeah, I mean, the teams are going to see him as a liability. I mean, you got young fans looking up to him. That's going to hurt his probably his jersey sales. I mean, what parents going to go buy their kid a John Morant jersey when they turn on like CNN and see this or ESPN or you know any news site? They're not going to be like, I'm not going to buy my my child a jersey when this is the image he portrays. So. In the end, it's going to hurt his, just his overall marketable image, like you said, and not lead to Supermax. Uh, but maybe he'll get a movie and uh, a role in an action movie. Who knows? <laughs> so shifting gears from professional basketball, let's go to professional baseball. Um, what's it looking like, Tyler? What's the league sh- shaping up to be? It's, well, every week, if you missed it, uh, Wade and I have either been we cursing everybody. <laughs> or putting your team on a run with our hot and cold. Uh, so that's pretty much going on. Uh, there was a report today that the A's, uh, they got 
word that they are going to be building their stadium now in Las Vegas. So it's official. Now the dollar bills will keep coming in and it's probably going to be on the strip and they're going to put it right by the casino. So not only you can watch a game, maybe they put like a sports book in that stadium or something. Go Alabama's all old coach will be hanging out in the A stadium. <laughs> yeah. on the team. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's been pretty quiet. You know, the regular season's still going on. Uh, we'll have uh, the All Star break coming in in probably about like two months. So we still got a long way so, to go. So who's who's hot right now, Wade? Who's your hot? And who's your cold for for the season so far? Hot teams right now, um, or heating up in that regard. I think you got to look at the AL East. The Baltimore Orioles are looking really good. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays had a really big weekend sweeping the Atlanta Braves, and then Jacob's Boston Red Sox are hanging right there, too. Yes, sir. I um, picked them beginning of the season. I'm with you, Jacob. <laughs> so they're still That's in the cool. hunt. And uh, teams that are cold, the Cardinals still are trying to figure out the how to win baseball games. <laughs> um, they did take a win last night. And then out west, I mean, it's still the Dodgers over the Padres, in my opinion. So the Padres are kind of faltering. And uh, the Braves and the Marlins – had rough weeks, but uh, I think the Braves will straighten it out and the Pirates continue to falter <laughs> big time. Well, so. they were doing hot for a while, and that was about to get to my question question of the week I was going to ask y'all. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to do question of the week. Brought to our friends over at Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you'll feel cool while looking just as cool. Maybe John Morant should get some of these. The polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you'd rather wear than the Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polo. Mahler Bros has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design, others for those who want a subtle and sleek. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com, M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com for 15% off. That's BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com. Shout out to Mahler Bros for bringing us the question of the week that I've decided is now a new segment just now. Uh, I'll open it up to either three of y'all. It's uh, like, what's this the the show pardon my tip no uh around the horn the points around the horn there we go you each gonna get a point or not for the how you answer this so this is before i realized the pirates were sucking uh, but at, at the end of the year if the pirates are in a playoff push and the draft comes up do you draft dylan cruz or paul Skeens? either one of them could be plugged into your lineup day one i believe jay johnson believes that too but Paul Skeens is definitely an advantage, an extra arm into your rotation come postseason. Do you take him at one, or do you let him fall to the Nationals? What's your thoughts? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll take, take it. it. No, no, oh, no. we got to fight for who's going first. <laughs> Wait. Tyler, you take it. Okay, Tyler, take you take Paul it. Skeens. I mean, this man is just a generation talent. If you don't forget, he's also a pretty damn good hitter as well. At Air Force, he, he batted over 300. I think that not only can he be the next Shohei Otani, but I think that he can be better than Shohei. I mean, that's no recency bias. I just feel like he is the best. Add some points to that one. There you go. One plus one (laughs) one for me. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I just think that, honestly, I've heard people say that he's one of the best LSU pitchers, uh, to say, to the program. They got good ones. Doug Thompson's a good one. Ben McDonald. 
is Only a good one. Throw strikes. I just feel like he's consistent. I mean, that's what the Pirates need is pitching. I feel like they got some really good quality young hitters as well. The Nationals, that's what they need. They need hitters as well. So I just feel like it makes more sense. I think the consensus going into the season was Cruz was by far going to be the number one uh, you know, spot. But, you know, maybe this slump is being like, oh, dang, he's actually human. And, you know, Paul Skeens is going out there every week, just shoving every week, going like 10Ks. And this week he goes – throws a complete game as well. So I think that the Pirates need pitching. It's what's going to win you a World Series in the end. Uh, so I think that if they can build around some young talent, Paul Skeens is going to be the number one overall pick. Okay. Well, Tyler's going with it. Uh, I want to ask you the same question, Jacob. Wait, I'll, I'll let you answer the question. But Jacob, I'm going to switch it up on you. Uh, okay, wait. You answer the question first, then I'll ask Jacob the question. <laughs> All right. Well, for uh... – Argument's sake, I will take Dylan Cruz in this scenario. As you can see, the Pirates are not going to be in playoff contention, so they don't need to worry about 2023. And, uh, yes, Paul Skeens is phenomenal. I'm not here to debate that. But far often we see uh, positional players, you know, outperform pitchers in this kind of spot. Pitchers can run into injuries. Uh, Paul Skeens has put some mileage on that arm. At this point, uh, didn't necessarily come from the best training background in high school and at Air Force. So uh, I, I would go with the guy that's the the proven prospect in Dylan Cruz. And, you know, yeah, you already have some guys like O'Neill Cruz, uh, the other Cruz. The Cruz brothers. <laughs> out there. And uh, some emerging stars like Jake Sawinski and, uh, of course, Brian Reynolds. But Dylan Cruz is going to find a place on that field. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He's definitely the, the starting center fielder or right fielder of the future for whoever takes him. So I would go Cruz. He's got the five-tool potential. But whoever Paul Skeens goes to, probably the Washington Nationals or the Texas Rangers would be very happy. Okay. That right. would be nasty. Good. You pair him over to Grom. Oh, Rangers. That's, that's a problem. Put my money on them to win the World and Jack Leader. I will and be a Rangers fan. Kumar Rocker. <laughs> I, will leave I might have to as well. They got Josh Smith. I mean, they're just forming a farm over there. Yeah. So, Jacob, my question to you is, um, I think, you know, minus the LSU bias, I think the uh, country pretty much agrees. You're going probably going Paul Skeens one and Dylan Cruz one or two. You know, they're going back-to-back in the draft. Now, if you're a GM and you're making a playoff push and you need someone to start immediately, would you go pitcher or position player? Um. It honestly depends on where the pitcher is, if they're a closer or a starter. If it's a starter, which I'm assuming that's what you're referencing to. Um, well, I guess you, you could know. take Skeens and throw him in uh, in a relief point, probably. You probably, he's that's probably what David out Price there. did. David yeah. Price came up as a reliever um, right. the year he was drafted. Right. And that's the last and time honestly, saw scenario. And honestly, I think that Paul Skeens actually probably could take that role on if he went to somebody like the Rangers. You have Jacob DeGrom as your starting pitcher uh, that you know is your ace. If you want to fill your holes that you have in your bullpen, that's where you go. I mean, it's instant, instant yeah, help. Never mind. I want to see my Rangers. down too. For, you know, I hope both of those play. sorry teens pass them up and the Rangers take them. Well, they I have mean, the three the thing, pick, so it's possible. The thing is, is that, you They're know, like a high school guy. Washington – Washington has never held on to pitchers. I mean, that's just Steven Strasburg was never really held on to. Uh, Max Scherzer was their guy for the rest of time, and he's no longer their guy. 
So, you know, it was just one of those things where if you're the Nationals, they're going to take offense. Uh, I think if you're going into the postseason, to answer your question, I think going into the postseason, the biggest thing is pitching. Um, if you have a guy that you know is going to go out there and have five or six shutdown innings, uh, offense is going to happen. I mean, you're that far into the season after 162 games, you should be able um, to drum up some offense in the postseason. So I, I, I think that pitching is key uh, in order to win a title. And <clears throat> me being a Red Sox fan for all these years, you know, every one of their titles have come when they've had quality pitching, the best pitching lineups that they've had. Um, that's when they've won titles. I mean, Chris Sale came back and was a fantastic pitcher when they beat the Dodgers. Uh, Pedro Martinez was a fantastic pitcher when they won the title back. You in sound 04. like you're getting Kurt a little Schilling. choked up there. Fudge. You, you, are <clears> you <throat> remembering the team? You're getting a little no. sad. Going down memory lane. <clears throat> yeah. Get you a sort. We'll give you a second for a swig of water. But you no, sounded like you were I, really I think... just tearing up for him. <clears throat> no, I think that pitching is is so key to the success of every team, and that's definitely something from the past. And I think old baseball was defense and pitching, and it's coming back. I, I really think that it's something that we're seeing, especially with the draft. I think you'll see a lot of pitchers go. I mean, offense has really been the thing as of late, and it's guys that guys that can hit the ball out of the park. And they're like, okay, whoop de doo a guy can go and go three for four one day, but then he's going to go into a slump after. But like Tyler said, you know, Skeens is going out there every single start for LSU and going out there and throwing quality. Uh, he's, he throws open. strikes. That's the, yeah. In reality, that's what your pitcher need to do, especially in the bigs. You need him to paint the corners uh, and throw strikes. Uh, I mean, I mean Paul, we'll Skeens get... is, Paul Skeens has learned something that most pitchers in minor league organizations haven't even learned yet, and that's – don't be afraid of the hitter, no matter who it is up there, and throw strikes. You have to throw. Don't don't go out there and try to throw fancy crap to get around them. On oh well, let me mix up speeds and and throw this, and I, I have to get the certain angle on this pitch. Like who cares? And it just throw strikes um, and let your defense work behind you and trust yourself. And I think Skeens has definitely figured that out. Uh, yeah. At us oh, at a very low point in his career. Well, and I want to add um, that just between a pitcher and position player, I think coming straight out of the draft to plug immediately into a team, a pitcher is probably your best bet there, especially if there's uh, if they're pumping 100 miles an hour down the plate. Uh, well, but what, but it- what I'm saying is you're going from a college player who's used to seeing college arms. College, I think college pitching to the pros is probably the biggest jump they're ever going to make first you're pitching against college hitters and professional hitters. Professional hitters are very good. You have to pitch around their bat, but I think it's a much bigger adjustment from a hitter's standpoint than it is from a a pitcher. Yeah, there's no LFU bullpens in the MLB. Exactly. (laughs) Every guy in there was the ace on their team, and they're going to come in and they're going to shut you down. Yeah, nobody's hitting Paul Skeen's 100-mile-an-hour fastballs in college, but in the MLB, they're going to hit that all day long. It's all about over the look, yeah. So, it's all about how you can locate it, yeah. Right, and I they're think, both going to need a year and a half in the minors. <laughs> I I don't think either one of them is probably ready to be plugged in. But my point is, no. if you're like the Pirates, if they turn it around and they're like, we could use an extra arm, take them and throw them in a, as a relief position. You know, that might be an extra arm 
uh, and, and the push to win a World Series. I mean, so a lot of my family lives in Pennsylvania, and I've watched the Pirates for years. And your I family lives they're... everywhere. Hold on, your family lives everywhere around this entire country. Is no, what no. I'm starting to learn. Every your championship fans, no. city too. It's yeah, be every awesome. team oh, yeah. that's won a championship. Bunch has watched for years. The Pirates the haven't like, won. They won the War World, World Series. <laughs> Pirates haven't won a World Series since 1977. Yeah, I don't you think can go and bandwagon the Pirates. Go yeah, for so it. I give you permission. It's um, <laughs> it's one of those things where watching the Pirates, they had AJ Burnett, and he was, you know, that guy that threw absolute gas. And I think he reminds me of Paul Skeen, like uh, just a long time ago. But I think the person I see envisioning being in a Pirates uniform first is Cruz. I just think that that's somebody that you could throw out there and you know what he's going to do for you offensively. Uh, and the Pirates have always struggled with offense. In their last 10 games, they haven't put up more than five runs. So I, I think that they need offense first. Pitching's going to come. They have a good farm system for pitching. And as far as Paul Skeens goes, I think, you know, Paul Skeens might be the better all-around person. I don't know if you can compare them, hitter and pitcher. But Paul Skeens definitely is going to need work going to the major league level. Um, and if he, and it all depends on what system and team he goes to, because there are systems and farm teams out there that are far along some others, uh, like here in Biloxi, I mean, the, the Shuckers are the double a team for the Brewers and the Brewers are so far along in their minor league system. So is the Astros. So is the, the Rangers. I mean, they are so far along and guys are getting calls up all the time. Uh, but if you go up to the AL East, it's not happening. I mean, it's it's just not happening. If you go anywhere up there, I mean, Adelie Rushman was the biggest guy that we've seen go up in the AL East uh, in the last couple of years. So I just think that there's certain teams that are great farm teams, and Paul Skeens, I think, is going to have to go to one of those teams that's not a great farm team system. And it's going to take a little bit, but he'll get there, I think, after a couple of years. Okay. I'd like to take um... – since we're talking about LSU, we'll go ahead and uh, we Tyler and I promised Wade we'd keep it to less than 15 minutes of a rant. Well, if you want to catch our full rant, you can go on over to our YouTube channel to the uh, Bayou Bengal Bites, the new all LSU talk that we that we've started. Um, yeah, just college baseball. What the bleep is wrong with the LSU Tigers right now, uh, Tyler? What's your thoughts? I'll give the floor to Wade because. Uh, since he okay, Wade, what you minutes, uh, you were at the game. The time, I'll yeah. give this one to Lloyd. Here you you go. were at the Saturday game, so let's recap it here. I yeah. guess for uh, Friday night, Paul Skeens comes out, like Jacob says, and just shoves it down the throat. We run bull the Mississippi State Bulldogs 14 to 4, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. He had what 15 or 14 strikeouts? Did he get that high on, on Friday? 13. 13, yeah. I mean, no problem. Dude threw like 80 pitches, complete game, set seven innings. Um, Next game, Saturday, Ty Floyd comes out, and it's the Ty Floyd that, that we needed. Come, he has a career-high 10 strikeouts. Got out of it a little early in the sixth inning. You would have liked to see him go a little farther, but um, Ty, Floyd's pitch count simply gets a little higher. Uh, and you're like, okay, I think LSU was up 4-2 to two at that point. Um, yeah, they bring the bullpen in. The game ended, uh, what was it, 11-4, to 11-5? to four. Nine to four. Wade almost caught a home run off his dome. The dude absolutely hit a nuke out there in the left field. Um, 
So you're sitting here, you're thinking, well, crap, maybe the, the bullpen just had an off night. It's been happening the past few weeks. Now let's go out there. Let's win a rubber match. Uh, you know, we don't have a Sunday starter to throw out Javen Coleman. Great. He's, he goes three and a half innings. You start to see some velocity come off. The dude's on a pitch count, just got off Tommy John surgery. All right, LSU's that up for nothing. Let's pull him. Let's put the bullpen in. Uh, all right, LSU's doing good. It's 13 to four. I have Lynn Rollins comes on seventh inning. Folks, we're almost at a run rule. Well, that was the curse because Mississippi State roared back to score 10 runs unanswered, win the game in extras 14 to 13. The bullpen let up, I believe, 12 earned runs. Uh, 21 in two games. 21 in two games. Gave up 14 free passes on Sunday. Can't have that. Nobody could throw a strike. Wait, what's wrong with LSU right now? All right, first, sidebar. That's why I don't want the run rule to be in effect. I just think that I'm a baseball purist. If if you score 12 runs in the eighth inning, that's just as good as scoring 12 runs in the first inning. And nightmare situations like this happen. I'm not saying that this would have happened multiple times to LSU this year, but you know, Mississippi State was on the verge of defeat, and they they won the series. So, uh, prime example of why we shouldn't have the run rule. Uh, but yeah, what happened to LSU is the wheels have just fallen off the wagon for the bullpen. Um, some some of the younger guys that were uh, kind of LSU's bell cows, uh, like Gavin Gidry and and Heron, have been figured out by these veteran offenses and and that's okay because young guys are supposed to have time to figure things out but the veterans just are not coming through riley cooper and christian little should be vying for the sunday starting job and we can't even count on them out of the oh, that, i think it, it's i don't know riley cooper came in and pitched pretty well i think you may be thinking of thatcher Hurd and christian little here i mean that's i don't i mean cooper i think cooper came in and bounced back yeah. on sunday Cooper did come in Sunday and gave us some valuable time. The biggest thing is Christian Little. If there's not bases loaded and two outs and you need a strikeout, don't put him in the game. That's the only way he excels is under that pressure. And then pull him because he then walked the next three straight batters. Yeah, it's the so. lack of control. It's yeah, it's a lot of walks and and then you know, like Jacob said, you got to attack the plate. Yes, but if you're attacking it with 88 over the, the heart of the plate. That's not attacking the plate. That's throwing batting practice. And yep. uh, it about caught me my rib cage because <laughs> <laughs> Thatcher Heard put a turd over the plate. And, man, the Mississippi State guy hit it on a rope. It left a dent on the, the bleacher two or three years Oh, wow. Me. Holy cow. Yeah, so, no, I mean, LSU's pretty much got an open tryout for pitchers that can throw a strike at this point. I've still got four years eligibility. I think I can probably get 75, maybe touch 80 once or twice, which is come in and paint the corners. That's all I'm there to do. Um, so I'm on my way to Baton Rouge tomorrow. Tyler, what, what do you, what you think is going on with the Tigers? Yeah, this weekend was just inexcusable. You can't lose a series to one, of the worst, to one of the worst teams in the SEC. I know it's Mississippi State. Worst teams in, in, the, in the country right now. They are one of the worst pitching teams, and we sure didn't take advantage of it at, at crucial times. I mean, we put up a lot of runs, but couldn't drive in. I'm runs a little concerned with the offense. They scored 13 in the first five innings and then couldn't score a run afterwards. That was a little concerning. But Tyler, continue. 
Yeah, just saying again, inexcusable. Friday nights, you look like one of the best teams in college baseball, and then after that, it's just a big old question mark. You don't know what's going to happen. Ty Floyd, you know, he, he has been that consistent number two starter, so that is the one positive. But once those two guys are off the mound, who the hell knows? You could be up by 20. You could probably lose by one and give up 30 runs in inning, knowing that this bullpen is. Big picture, though, you lost two straight series, Auburn and now Mississippi State. You're right now number five, no longer number one. So don't even give me that number one curse anymore because that's not even going to come close. This LSU team's uh, by far not going to be a, a number one overall seed, so they won't get that. Uh, but big picture-wise, you have 17 SEC wins. Now, usually the mark is 20 SEC wins, but I feel like LSU has already built a good enough resume. They're, they have a top five RPI. They have a really good quality wins. If you went through that stretch, they beat Arkansas, they beat Tennessee, South, South Carolina, they split. They beat Kentucky, who has the number one RPI. So right now you have 17 SEC wins, but the problem is you only have one SEC series left against Georgia. Now, Georgia, I'll get more into this. They are an up-and-down team as well. They get up for the good teams. They swept Arkansas a couple of weeks ago. You know, they but they also just got swept by Missouri on the road. So you don't know who's what they're going to get. And what I do know what's going to happen is Georgia's going to pitch backwards like Mississippi State and Auburn's going to do. They're going to pretty much throw the game one because nobody's going to beat Paul Skeens and the CLSU team on Friday. No one has really uh, shown outside of South Carolina. So what Georgia's going to do is they're going to pitch their ace against Ty Floyd. So once again, Ty, you're going to have – another good outing of Ty Floyd and then trust your bullpen again. And then game three, who knows what's going to happen. Is it going to be Colvin? Is it going to be that? But LSU has to win this series to lock up a top eight national seed. I think right now, if you were to tell me, they would still be a top eight national seed. But if they lose the series to Georgia, then you have to go to Hoover now and win a couple of games. If you win the series, then Hoover, I don't think it's going to be mattered. I think if you get to 19 wins, especially with the quality of resume you have, I think it's a lock. Usually 20 is the mark, but I think that the way that the SEC is going to play out, the way the resume is, I think that LSU with a series win. Now, getting that series win, you would think like, oh, this is a you know easy. Well, we thought that this was going to be the easy stretch of the schedule. Auburn yep. is saying we lose both of those series back-to-back. So the bullpen has to figure it out. I don't know if they are. I mean, it's this late in the season. It's May. This is when you want to start playing your good brand of baseball. And LSU's not playing that on one side of the ball. On the offense, they're still one of the top teams in the country. But bullpen-wise, regional play, I think that they're going to be fine. But once you get to a super regional, they're going to keep doing the same thing. Teams might pitch, keep pitching backwards again because games two and games number three is where LSU's vulnerable. Game one yeah. as well. So, honestly, if I had to do a roadmap of how you would pitch in a regional, throw Blake money in game number one against some SWAC team or whoever the hell you – face game number two in a marvel game or whatever it is who you play either the two or the three that's where you put paul Skeens, and then the championship game ty floyd you win that one you go on to the super so all in all i'm not panic button whatsoever but my hand's almost on it if they lose this series to georgia then you can just forget about the top eight national seed as a whole yeah if you lose the series to georgia you just waste the best offensive team i think lsu has seen probably in its history that's here's my proposal. A lot of fans. Real quick, here's my proposal. Now, I know you have to release the lineup uh, probably about an hour before the game. Okay? Say Paul – list Paul Skeens as the pitcher Friday night. And then, or I guess for this series, Thursday night. 
and then pull in Alabama, say he has back spasms, and throw out uh, Javon Coleman against their scrub pitcher too, their number three guy. Pull the old switcheroo and start uh, start Paul Skeens on uh, the second game. Because we need the guaranteed win at this point. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if they're throwing out their scrub, switch it up. Throw our scrub Thursday too. And then you got the battle of the scrubs on uh, Thursday night. And then Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd Friday, Saturday. You eliminate the the pitching backwards that teams are doing against us. That's just I would just take, take the guaranteed win because there's no other guarantees with this team right now. So That's true. It's just, it's just if you're going to give me a 90% chance to win, I would take it. Because the only time a team is really challenged was South Carolina. And if that series had gone three games, I mean, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. Um, another thing, like Tyler said, if, we, if you win the series, fingers crossed, you sweep against Georgia – the Hoover doesn't really matter. I, I think say, two wins doesn't matter. Yeah, I say, yeah, you throw Paul Skeens out to keep him warm, let him pitch the first game he plays. Yeah, put him on a pitch count, gain or yeah. one, because they're more, with, more than likely going to be the top four seed. Yeah, in that same with Ty. Oh, shut up! I'll say my talk, more talk for Bayou Bengals. Yeah, fans. I just <laughs> same with Ty Floyd, and then the rest of the SEC tournament is a bullpen pitching, just clinic. You don't, yep. you just, it's just bullpen. Who cares what you do? Fudge, you listen to us talk about LSU baseball. We'll wrap it around just the SEC standings for your take. Uh, Florida jumped up. They're in the East now, um, leading the East over Vanderbilt and South Carolina, which I personally did not have. Um, Arkansas still leads the West. LSU's sitting behind them at number two. So, uh, and Auburn's the third seed. Fudge, you're not an SEC guy, but you basically are. You're on the show. Uh, who do you think's taking home the trophy uh, in the East and the West? Who's finishing the season on top? Uh, big. I, I think. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm having issues tonight. I don't know what's going on. Uh, for me, you're not used to talking right now. I know. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta get back into things. I'm used to being quiet for an hour at a time. Uh, but no, I, I think that you know, right now it's hard to gauge with the like the top six five six teams in the country right now what's going to happen uh, especially with them being a lot of sec teams uh i think as far as uh the east goes i think that florida is ultimately the best team over there i i just i just think right now from front to back they're the best team uh in the east right now uh as far as out west goes uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think the West is probably going to be a problem uh, for a lot of teams. I really don't know, man. Like it, it's 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 a real toss up. I think because it's either offense or pitching, um, and I think, um, shoot, who am I going to go with? He's this going with tough. LSU. Don't, don't piss us all off, but I'll come through that screen right now. <laughs> Vanderbilt. No, I'll go with LSU. I'll, I'll go with LSU. <laughs> Vanderbilt's in the East. Vanderbilt's no, I thought you said for the whole the SEC. No, you staying for the West. No, no. Vanderbilt's a good all-around team, I think, in the East. Uh, just, I think Florida has had a better stretch, and I just think that Florida can probably put together – It's about who a, gets hot. A good stretch. Florida can put a better stretch together, I think, than Vanderbilt can. That's, all, yeah, that's the only that. reason that I've been that. Vanderbilt's going on the wrong direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's about right now, it's about who gets hot as LSU fans. We hope they take this weekend to right this ship and then figure something out in Hoover. Uh, but like I said, we won't, spend, 
There you go. <laughs> we won't spend all night talking about the Tigers. We'll save that for Bayou Bengal Bites over on our YouTube channel. It'll be uploaded this week. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, go go check us out. Sports Scramble Podcast on YouTube. Drop us a subscription. Tyler's pumping out content left and right. We got to get to who got that dog in. But first, it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Well, I think we had some technical issues there. The SeatGeek ad was not playing on my end. I don't know if y'all heard it. Uh, but Get well, your seats I, at SeatGeek. I'll do the ad read myself. <laughs> we had a nice video, and it's not playing. Um, no, you got to play the video and, and talk over it. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to talk over the video. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, so SeatGeek. If you have it memorized. Live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's where our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Okay, we got Migos in the background. (laughs) And now you can say with our promo code, Sports, all one word. Visit SeatGeek.com in our promo code, Sports, and you save $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Boom. Perfect timing. If you're catching the YouTube video, you caught it was perfect. We had a little technical difficulties with the ad video playing. But dog of the week. Jacob, you're back. Who's your pick? Uh dog of the week. I'm gonna go with the team. Uh it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a a, a person. I don't think it can be. Okay. Um for me, I'm gonna go to hockey. I'm gonna go to the NHL for a second with it. Um, I think that the dog of the week has to be none other than the Florida Panthers. Um, I like in, it. The, in the Eastern Conference and uh, beating the best team in hockey this year and in history in the regular season. And it hurts my heart that my Boston Bruins did not uh, go any further than the first round. But that's Boston sports for you. Um, I'm used to it by now, whatever. I shed one tier, and that's about it. Wait till next year. Uh, But for the Florida Panthers, all-around great team, uh, led by a young core. Uh, I just think that they are primed to be the first eight seed to go all the way and do it. Uh, The Florida Panthers are incredible this year and just kind of hit their stretch at the right time. They hit their stride right on time they were in jeopardy of i mean they were a half game from not being in the playoffs at all so for them to do do what they've done is incredible so uh, props to them and i'm so glad they beat the toronto maple leafs because um choice word um i won't say it but the maple leafs they suck (laughs) okay not a big fan of Connor. man we lost all maple leafs fans (laughs) yes that's not that team, but okay. We lost the whole That's country. The Come on, okay. man. Yeah, oh. you just shut out. There goes Canada. our Canadian viewers. Yes. Way to go, yep. Fletch. Well, if you if you don't well, no, agree no, no, with no, that no, take. No, no. I did. Hold on. I did. Oh, no, keep it's your okay. take. Keep your take. If you don't agree with that, Canadian listeners, message us on Twitter at Sports Scramble 4. Let us know why, and we'll let Futch respond to you directly, and you can yeah. argue that with Futch. cameo. So yes, can we can we we'll, have like we'll a release next, his phone number? Show? I got his phone number. We'll next release show, it right now. Next show we're having a geography lesson because there are a bunch of other teams in Canada. Yeah, that that's the thing is there's like eight of them, the and Toronto I would not Maple be able to name them. I feel like Toronto though is the main one. 
Edmondson. No, that's Con- Connor McDavid. Don't, don't even Edmondson. say that. What am I thinking? Now we've lost. Now we've lost all our Montreal Canadiens. Has to be the has to be the one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most storied franchise. Right. Before we lose our Europe fans too. Wait, who do you Europe. have? <laughs> Our European fans. All right. Who do you have? Yes, you Jesse geography lesson. <laughs> yes. Who do you have, Wade? All right. So to avoid controversy, I'm going to go to my bread and butter MLB, as I will probably for the next three months. So, oh, wait. It's cutting out. Okay. Well, it's back. All right. Um, we got you. Bad dog of the week. Right, I'm going to go with. <laughs> Now I'm going with Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles. He hit for the cycle earlier this week, and he's just phenomenal defensively, probably in line to win another uh, gold glove in center field again this year. I mean, I've only watched him play probably a handful of times in his career, but specifically about two times in the last week. And a guy will just hit a rope to center field, and you're like, okay, that's going to crash off the fence, be a double or a triple. And then it's like, nope, Cedric Mullins is like, coming into the ball. I mean, most guys would be leaping over their, their back, jumping, making the catch. He's already in position to make the play. So anything he can add with the bat, especially a, a cycle, yeah, um, maybe that was a insane. power surge, pretty good He player. didn't pitch a complete no-no, though. So Yeah, so he, he only had half the equation. One. Yeah. So that's tough. Nobody but, can top uh, that one. <laughs> we'll give it to him. And, uh, yeah, Cedric Mullins. All right, Tyler, who you got? All right. Well, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. We've been talking about him at the start. He's him. 51 points when it mattered. And once again, the Sixers can't find a way to get to the Eastern Conference Finals again. So uh, give it to uh, Mr. Celtic himself. Tatum with 51 points. Okay. Mine's going to lead us into our next segment. <laughs> I'm going with another Jason, not Jason Tatum. We're just on a team Not Jason again. Statham. We're going with Jason Day. PGA Tour winner, the Aussie, the man from down under. Aussie, five Aussie, year, Aussie. Five-year drought gets done winning the Byron Nelson no in Dallas. Win. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we, we're keeping our, our Australian fans, that's for sure. Uh, the <laughs> man go. was battling vertigo, and he came out and he still won a PGA Tour event, which I think he had it under, you know, taken care of before the event started. But, hey, got it done. Uh, I thought for sure Scotty Scheffler was going to win the whole thing, and Jason Day came out of nowhere and got uh, was able to take home the the cowboy hat at the Byron Nelson. Uh, but that kind of brings us into our next little uh, before topic. You, before you get there, go ahead. Before you get there, like this just clicked in my head: the fact that the the most well renowned guys, I think, in Australian sports, both are the first name Jason. You have Jason Day, um, and then your second person is actually a bowler. Jason, Jason Belmonte, <laughs> like, 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 really? That like, that's what you have, it's and they look like egg. they could be brothers. Like, yeah, something's going on in Australia. That's all I know. Something no, I'm pumping out them Jasons, Australia. Yeah, definitely. Wade's camera was frozen there for a second. He looked like the Joker. I thought he was going to uh, come. The this dog game. of the week is this dog right here because yes. he wants to barge in during the segment. <laughs> yes, exactly. Walt's also always the dog of the week at your home. So we got uh, we get to the PGA Championship, second major of the year coming up, and it's over in Rochester, New York. Hardcore saw some videos today. The rough is uh, thick. Nobody's played on this course. I think in about six months is what they said. Three months, maybe. Cool. I might have been exaggerating. So they've been really just priming it good. I know they had had some snow, longer winter than expected. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, it's, it looks like a shag carpet out there around the bunkers. Uh, the bunkers are deep. Uh, but the course looks beautiful. Uh, it's star-studded field. We're going to make our picks. We're going to go top pick to win, and we're going to go with the long shot. Of course, last year you had Justin Thomas do it, so he's the defending champion. Took down Mito Pereira on the 18th. Mm. Well, he took down uh, Mr. Wills out the playoff. Uh, but Mito Pereira choked away on 18th tee. Put it year on before, a silver platter for him. Yeah, year before, <laughs> Phil Mickelson, oldest player to win a major. Um, and then I believe the year before that, in 2019, was Brooks. Is that who won it? Or no, yeah, that was 2020. Yeah. It was Colin, and then it was Brooks oh, the yeah, year before right. that. Get yeah. the year. You know, 2020, we forget. So Exactly. But Colin Morikawa won it, and then Brooks Kepka was the year before that, held off Dustin Johnson, who's now his fellow live tour player. Um, picks to win. I'm going to start off with my pick to win because I just mentioned them. He's going off at plus 2,000. Sprinkle a little cash on that if you're feeling lucky. Had a great showing at the Masters. Finished second place. I'm going Brooks Kepka. I think, you know, might be recency bias, but I think he played great at the Masters. I wanted to pick a live player to start some contra- uh, you know, controversy here. But I think uh, this year a lit player is going to take a major, um, and I'm going with this one. I'm going Brooks Kepler to. Are YouTube hold up comments the, don't think that? It's, yeah, you, uh, YouTube fans are not big are not thrilled about lit. They don't think they can finish a tournament, but I think Brooks is going to get it done. I think it's going to be a similar master situation with with John at the top. Scotty, maybe Rory will get it figured out. He's also the third betting favorite at plus fourteen hundred. I don't know what people are getting their information from. Rory, I don't think has made a cut this year. Uh, he's made a few, but I'm going with Brooks Kepko to win it at plus 2000. Tyler, who you take? Yeah, I think that this guy finally gets it done. He seems like whenever it's on round one, he's on top of leaderboard and then he chokes. Victor Hovland will get his first major this week and put it down 3000 on the books on DraftKings, sprinkle a little money and bet with me and you'll probably lose, but who cares? But Victor Hovland <laughs> will win <laughs> to break the curse. What color will his shirt be day one? That's if probably it's a wild insane, like he always does. Red, yes. If it's an white, insane blue, shirt, yellow, he's gonna just put the dang whole color wheel on his shirt. Yeah, if it's an insane shirt, he's gonna come off on top like he did the Masters. Wade, you're scrolling through the picks. Who are you taking to win the thing? Well, I kind of have two outsider picks. Uh, okay, well, which just... one's got better odds? That'll be your pick to win, and then you can use the other one for your long. See, time. I disagree with the list that you sent us. Okay. On the on well, the odds. I Dan Rappaport, so you can disagree with them all you want. I think the more likely winner of my two guys is Colin Morikawa because okay. he's played better in recent weeks and years. Um, but they got him all the way down at number 19, so I think there's some value there. Okay. So I'm going to give two value picks. And then my kind of outlier dark horse pick actually has better odds according to Barstool, but that's Dustin Johnson. You talked about a live player. Coming he just on. won the most recent live event. So he's he's hot at the right time. And I think he's pretty embarrassed with how he's shown in the PGA events or in these major events since joining live. So uh, I think good golf comes through at the end of the day and he puts it together. So I, okay. I guess it would just depend on your sports book. But Dustin Johnson, to me, should not have the 10th best odds to win this thing. All right. Well, so we'll we'll pick, take that as your favorite since he's got higher odds than Colin. Uh, so Dustin Johnson, we got two live guys on on the field and a bonus at Colin Morikawa. 
That's uh, the Mississippi State Championship winning golf coach, Jacob. <laughs> who do you have winning the PGA Championship? Uh, the PGA Championship. Now, um, I-, I think it's a guy that we haven't seen for a little bit, kind of kind of made an appearance, was playing a little well at the Masters. Um, he's been off and on, but I think this sets up. It's a good week for him. Um I just think that a little bit of rest helped. And coming in, I think it's going to be Xander Shoffley is my pick. Oh, I like that one. To win the PGA Championship. Uh, he has currently, I believe, the ninth best odds to win right now. But I think Xander Shoffley is a guy all around uh, good ball striker, good putter. And if it gets going, he can post a low number the first day and really give guys a run for their money. Lately, he's been kind of a third-round, fourth-round guy coming in and playing well, and I think that'll prove uh, him well to, to come into this one, especially with the conditions. You have to think about guys that have played in the conditions like this before. Uh, your good ball strikers are going to ha- be your guys towards the top of the leaderboard. Uh, guys that scramble well probably will be up there as well. Off the tee is going to be super important, so if you have guys – that you think are going to be kind of squirrely off the tee, they're probably not going to be your best pick. For those Especially people out for, there, please, uh, major championship. please do not pick a guy that plays TaylorMade. He's a TaylorMade staff player. Don't pick a TaylorMade staff player to At win. <laughs> I'm sorry, but do not pick a TaylorMade staff player to win it. Uh, I think no, the driver Johnson has been has Taylor some... made tattooed on his forehead. The driver has just, been there's... inconsistent this year for Taylor made. So that's, yes. that's an issue. I think technology has come into play, even with the pros. Um, lately, it's just one of those things where I think Taylor made has fallen off with the long game and some other companies have stepped up and guys have taken advantage. Um, I think that Callaway has passed them up especially with their new Paradigm series. I think that they're far along than the Stealth series is. Well, thanks for and telling me this, Chet. Crap. Yeah, the whole <laughs> well, twist face wait, crap. Wait, you got the irons. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, I think in the long run, you have to hit fairways. Um, and just statistically speaking, guys playing TaylorMade have not hit fairways well lately. So, uh, going to our, our long shots. I'm glad you mentioned the TaylorMade uh, clubs because I'm picking a guy who doesn't play TaylorMade. He plays Pinks. He's coming off at a plus 8,000. He's a ball striker. The biggest, like you said, to not pick him because of the inconsistency off the tee. But if he can come out there and find the fairway, his irons will pick up his game for him. It's Sahith Thagala going off at plus 8,000. He's been racking up some momentum lately. Uh, he's, he had his first PGA did he have his first PJ Tour win this year? I think it was last year he had his first win. Last um, year. Yeah. So I, he's been up there in the top 20, top 30. As a long shot, I'm liking him. And then a little bonus pick. I believe he was a plus 6,000 last time I looked at the odds. Callaway Paradigm player. He's got his driver figured out. LSU grad. Sam Burns, baby. If you're feeling lucky, get I definitely I think Sam Burns top 20. He, he's been performing at majors lately. Um but my long shot pick at plus 8,000 is Sahith Thagala. Tyler, who's yours? I'm going across the pond. I'm calling this a across the pond duo. This man uh, started off slow in the year of 2023, but he's starting to cook up 
you know, the stove was on cool and now it's starting to heat up and go to five. And that man is another Aussie. His name is not Jason. His name is Adam. Adam Scott. He's Mr. Adam Consistent Scott. at 7,500. And that's your across the pond parlay. You're not okay. going across the pond. You're going across the, across the country. The world. Yeah. I mean, the world. Not Around the, the world. <laughs> yeah, across the oceans. Geography lesson next week, guys. Yeah, All right. we really need to get this figured out. Geography uh, wait, 101 next week. Chet thinks he's making the uh, European hockey fans mad by making fun of the Montreal Canadiens. And Tyler no, thinks I didn't, I didn't say that. It's a skip away from me. Australia. You yes, know what? Okay. My focus is on different sports. <laughs> yes. Wait, who's your long shot pick? All right, so. Johnson and a little bit of Colin Morikawa, but. Yeah, so we're going to call shot? Colin Morikawa the long shot based off the odds. But What's Dustin Johnson. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm assuming those were listed in order of odds. Uh, let me look here. Uh, Fudge, uh, while I look up Colin, who's your pick? Who is Fudge? it? Colin Morikawa. Uh, Colin yes. Morikawa, I believe his odds to win are plus 3,000. That's a uh, long that, shot. That's yeah, not a long shot. Wait, <laughs> find a new one. Fudge, who's your long shot pick? Uh, Some JM. My long shot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> my long shot pick is way 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 down the list is it phil uh no it's not phil uh it's a guy who's plus forty thousand away holy moly uh, he's oh, a really good putter, getting there really good all around ball striker for me it's going to be Mackenzie hughes i'm picking the canadian uh so yeah, make look, up for he, your he Canadian off the Canadians. I think this is a, a pity pick. He pissed off the Canadians, and now he's going to Canadian to, to bring them back. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm doing. He's definitely he's definitely the only guy from Canada that has uh, any sort of shot at being where he is. Uh, not I, I Corey think, Connors. No, I don't think Cor- Corey Connors is kind of falling off. I'm surprised that his odds are as high as they are, honestly. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Mackenzie Hughes. Had a good week last week, was playing pretty well. Uh, so I look for him to continue his uh, his little streak there. I think he's an easy pick. If you want a top 20, please put Mackenzie Hughes in your top 20. And okay. if you don't, like you can it. DM us again and Jacob will respond. <laughs> so yes. all of these picks, and I've got the PGA uh, Championship merch on. You can find all of that over at Fanatics. Uh, you can use our link. If you're watching, you can see it right there. If you go on over to fanatics.93n6tx.net slash sports scramble, you get your PGA Championship merch. Go on over to our partners over at DraftKings. Uh, we'll have a belly up code, I'm sure, coming out later this week. And you can uh, place your bets with us. We'll be putting out a putting out a nice graphic. Uh, that wraps up the majority of the show. I do have a quick NASCAR Neil segment I want to add. And then, of course, it's not a sports scramble without the TMZ sports segment of the week and this one's a good one um nascar neil uh he wants to let everybody know that william Bi- william byron gets his third win of the year at darlington raceway on the throwback weekend the track is too tough to tame took that was t- hard to say the track that is too tough to tame took her victims today with both martin truix jr and ross chasian that had dominant cars led lots of laps along with kyle larson that wrecked today nascar also honored their study five greatest drivers during pre-race with the drivers who were able to come. It was great to see some legends of the sports, just Bill Elliott, Labonte brothers, Darlin Martin, along with Dale Jr. himself. There was also some controversy on the, on the last restart with how NASCAR lined up on the field with drivers who were involved in a wreck to bring out a caution that caused the overtime finish, but had minimal damage such as Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott. 
and Brad Kay, who were able to start ahead of drivers such as Bubba Wallace, who dodged the wreck and rejoined the line ahead of them. But due to how NASCAR's judge position at the time caution, he had them ahead and a few others on the last restart. So a little bit of controversy. We got some punches being swung last week, some controversy on the track. As always, thank you, NASCAR. Neil, a TMZ Sports segment of the week, though. Uh, this is a uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, I heard it on the news this morning when I was drinking my coffee, and I was I was surprised. Uh, Martha Stort lands on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Are you sure you didn't get duped by? Uh... Nope. Ape, the news showed it, and I was like, "Excuse me." And then it, here it is, oldest. Uh, sets the record as oldest model to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Martha Stewart hanging out with Snoop Dogg and uh, stealing young kids' hearts left and right. So uh, that was an interesting one. I saw the other week it was Angel Reese. Kudos to her. LSU, she's blowing her brand up, and now she's fighting Martha Stewart for the cover of the Sports <laughs> Illustrated. So, so they got this collection of uh, ladies on there now. <laughs> yeah, so from from all ages. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got. We had a few other topics, but we don't want to make the sugar too long. They can be saved for next week. Uh, sneak peek: Notre Dame is signing a deal with Gucci or Louis Vuitton. Stay tuned for that one next week. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us tonight, guys. It's been a pleasure, all four of us in the same room for once. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. If you can find us on YouTube at Sports Scramble Podcast, leave us a subscription there. Follow us on TikTok at Sports Scramble, Twitter at Sports Scramble 4. Uh, if you got any questions or just want to say what's up, reach out to us there, and we appreciate any reviews. And, of course, thank you for listening. We hope you all have a wonderful